Alright, I think we're recording. It's um, awful, awful Yorkshire day. Beautiful, raining, raining Yorkshire, Yorkshire day for the world champ cycling character race. Character building. <laughs> yeah, character building as, as Mark would say. And I'm here with Yorkshire legend, really. There's no, no, no other way to put it. Mark Jagger, he's, he's, um, he's a cycling legend around here, so... Uh, Yes. Uh, I'd say I've got a few more dues to pay to, to win it before I earn that mantle, but thanks James. Yeah, well, he's probably, he's probably one of the most motivated people I've ever ever met, so um, I think you'll, he'll, he'll be earning that if, if it's the gaunt is laid down. <laughs> so, Mark, you're a, you're a cyclist by, by trade and by, by, you know, you do it for pleasure. Yeah, and as pastime. Yeah, so how do, you, how do you get into cycling? That's what I want to know. Well, uh, originally I just started out as a commuter, mm. believe it or not. Yeah. Just uh, thought it was a more convenient way of travel than getting on a bus every day. <laughs> yeah. And faster. And uh, yeah. They're definitely faster in my case. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, relying on Arriva buses. <laughs> yeah, where were, you com- where were you commuting from and to? So, uh, Morley to Dewsbury. Okay. So basically in the morning it was mostly a downhill commute and then an uphill <laughs> commute after the work. <laughs> well, at least you, uh, you could leave a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I noticed uh, I seem to have a knack for going uphill quite quickly. I was holding my own against, obviously, seasoned club riders on visibly better bikes than I had yeah, at the time yeah. as well. So I thought, by 2014, I decided to upgrade a bit, get a pay over £1,000 for a road racing bike, mm. even though I'd never paid over three, four hundred mm. previously. And that was it. The gauntlet was laid down for myself. Yeah, but and before you were, you know, like... Before, I mean, after you're commuting, even when you're on a maybe a, a cheaper bike, you were still riding a lot, and you were still doing seriously impressive rides. So, you know, yeah, how did you, you, you start? You started until till uh, mid 2016 when I actually started using Strava properly. Mm. And by that point, I've been doing century rides on quite a regular basis for almost a year. Yeah. And I've done a few charity rides as well with Tour de France 2014. Yeah. Move. And this was just. Just for pleasure, so on your own, and you, you just go out just and... Just for personal satisfaction yeah, and yeah, yeah. improving your fitness. Hmm. And when did, um, was, when did you start off, when did you start out um, delivering or, de- you know, delivering stuff on your bike to... to Again, it was uh, mid-2016. Okay. They'd only been operating in Harrogate at the time for two or three months, so hmm. I'm almost one of the original cast Yeah, yeah. Team Harrogate. <laughs> Had quite a few newbies since then. Mm. So, you started out riding for just as a means of transport, and it and it sort of led you to uh, to explore a bit more and just push yourself. Yeah, I'd say I found me true calling. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. And you found Strava, and then you could kind of compare your times against uh, other other cyclists. Yeah, other big names as well. Yeah. Uh, They've been around seven or eight years Strava at that time, so mm. basically anyone who's anyone yeah. was using it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were were you surprised at the sort of times you were you were compa- you know, you were top of the top of the fastest rider on loads of famous climbs around Yorkshire and that was By the time I started using Strava I did fancy myself as a bit of a hitter. Yeah. Even yeah. though I'd never done any official racing by mm. that point. Mm. And um so I guess you weren't, you wasn't surprised, but it must have been nice to see how you know you were top dog in the you know in Yorkshire. At least on the hillier stuff, yeah. Mm. yeah. 
be descending and uh, flat riding. That's yeah. been more a work in progress. Mm. I always found I was more of a natural climber. Mm. But since I started doing domestic races, I've massively improved mm. in the flat riding sector and the descending sector. Yeah. Although I would say the climbing hasn't improved as much as it could have done. Yeah. Since I've had to put so much work into other other disciplines. Yeah, yeah. And what um before you started racing at all, you were doing you sort we you we focused more on on distance because yeah, I, I was predominantly endurance. Yeah, like I, 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 you know what makes you truly remarkable in my eyes is that. I see people riding, you know, 100 or maybe 200k sometimes, um, but you'll be doing far beyond that at exceedingly fast speeds, and you know, you'll be like a standard Mark Jagger rider is a 300k jaunt round moors and dales, and you'll be KOMing climbs left, right, and centre, and you know that's. That's not usual, you know. You, what? What? How did you? Yeah, I, I, I always pre-plan the efforts based on the wind direction. Okay. So, so there's a lot but, of thought goes into your rides. Yeah. But what? I know. I know which hills I'll be hmm. able to hit with head and crosswinds. Yeah. And where I'll have a where I'll have a tailwind, so I'll be specifically saving. Yeah, yeah. My best digs. So they're, they're more thought, more thought out than maybe some people might think. But yeah, e equally I'll be trying to keep keep my average, my overall average yeah. up for the ride against the headwind as yeah. well. So, how do you? Why do you think that you you enjoy doing longer rides, maybe three hundred kilometers compared to you know? Why do you think some riders sort of shy away after a hundred or hundred fifty k? I just think it's the motivation factor. Mm. Spoken to so many of us ever get to 70, 80 miles and just decide to call it a day. Mm. So you think it's more and, of a mental, uh, no, uh, mental uh, thing rather than physical? And uh, I, I do like to be different, unique, and I've noticed that the longer rides, no, no, no one else always, always turn a lot more heads. Yeah, yeah. No, Even compared to when I've done really well in a race, mm. one of the longer rides will always get probably maybe double the kudos. Yeah, yeah. Like but the um, the Everesting route I did this year mm. got over 150 kudos, and prior to that, I'd only ever been past 100 once, and that's yeah. for another Everesting ride. Yeah. So, so you got to tell us about Everesting because one of your, I'd say, uh, you know, a big accolade of yours, of yours is that you're the UK's fastest Everestin. Outdoors, yeah. I think some, someone might have bested it on Zwift, but we're not count Zwift. They won't, yeah, I wouldn't really yeah. say they're going anywhere on Zwift. So. Yeah, it's uh, Nor Norwood Edge. Okay, and um, yeah, how did Ironically, you... Ironically, that's been a bit of a bogey climb for me when it comes to um, the quickest. KOM, KOM yeah. hunting, but uh, you... I'd, I'd say that's the perfect venue as it's never too steep apart from at the base. Mm. And the elevation you get per mile mm. is very, very good. And also, it's a descent you can take on close to full pelt the whole way down. Yeah. So. But obviously, it's maybe a, a suitable climb for this effort. But yeah, it's like a mini alpine path almost. Sure, but you couldn't. There's not many riders who could who could break the record. So you know, you must have. Um, yeah, how was that? Was it? Was how how hard was it physically, mentally, and did yeah? How much preparation did you have? Mentally, it was nowhere near as tough as the first time. Mm. Uh, 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 this was the sixth time, no, sorry, the fifth. Mm. 
time I'd been there, so I knew. And the previous year on North Bank Road, another Nidderdale favourite, mm. I'd beaten the UK record, mm. albeit it was a lot closer that time. Mm. So the confidence was there, mm. and I'd been doing big mile munching all that year, yeah. last year. That, I, that, that was by far my best year mm. overall. So I guess a lot of a lot of people might, if they attempt an Everesting, it would be by far the longest and arguably hardest ride they've done ever. But yeah, you, so certainly the hardest, maybe yeah. not the longest. Yeah, but for you, it wasn't probably wasn't either of those things. Who <laughs> am I being? So, I'd say doing it the hill reps way is a lot harder than doing it as a route, even though it's like half a distance. Mm, just mentally, do you think? Yeah, because the battle of repetition as well. When, yeah. when you're doing a route, you're taking in all different regions, different climbs. Yeah, yeah. And you've more time to recover in between. Mm. So, yeah, I, w I would say that was my hardest effort than Old Edge, mm. to be Physically, yeah. Mentally, I'd say the first time I did it on home moss, mm. yeah, was the toughest. And since you know, apart from your thing, you've also come a lot more in group riding. You've you've joined cycle well, you go on cycling club rides frequently and um yeah, uh, you had a was my first club. Yeah. And you know, how did you how did you get into that? Originally I just joined it on Strava, then got an email from uh, a member of the club saying you'll have to join officially or we'll have to take you off the Strava because I, I basically I was a just yeah. rinsing the leaderboard for miles. <laughs> yeah, miles yeah, ridden but, every week. But you were rinsing uh, certain, it. certain riders were a bit... Uh, yeah, yeah. So... They were a bit resentful. I'm not sure who they were, but... Yeah. So, you you went out with the club, and how was that? You know, did you had you done much riding in groups before? No, I, I was a, always a soloist. Hmm. I say I've always been a bit of a natural loner anyway, but... Hmm, lone wolf. Think, uh, yeah, but lone you, wolf. You know, but you must... Obviously, you still do a lot of riding on your own, but you must have enjoy, enjoyed the social aspect yeah. too. Yeah, and it's good to learn um, how to chain gang and share the effort mm. more as well. From doing uh, everything, you kind of learning everything yourself, as like a solo artist, we might say, how does, you know, what do you, th what, how, do you think that's been an advantage? Do you think, you know, kind of making your own mistakes? In, um, pushing in terms of being able to make big moves in races, yeah. when the legs are there, yeah. Mm. And uh, that, I can remember the first time I raced a bit, it was a Cat 4 kit, and I just had no confidence in the group at all. Mm. And they added intensity, even at Cat 4 level, they added intensity mm. and a crit, an hour's crit racing compared mm. with a measured effort on a long ride. It yeah. did catch me by surprise, and Great. I struggled just hanging on. Mm, yeah, yeah, very different kind of it's, effort. Yeah, it's just a totally different discipline, and mm. you don't realise until you've physically tried it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, um, it's, 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 I guess, for someone like me, I wouldn't have such, you know, I wouldn't see as, obviously it's a, it feels like a different effort, but yeah, I've not, I've not done 300 kilometre ride, you know, it's not like I can compare it so drastically to your, to your solo start, so, no, that's interesting. And yeah, the, the long rides are always very much a measured effort, mm. just with few digs thrown in yeah yeah, yeah. So, for the pot hunting side of it so to speak. yeah yeah no that, that, that's 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 cool but um 
how did you how did you start? Yeah. You, you said yourself you you, you done a, a criterium race, but uh, how did you get into racing? And um, yeah, how's that gone? Originally, it was more to please a few close friends. I'd say I, I, I was only well semi interested. I, I I just preferred doing my own mm. longer rides. Mm. So there were not other people saying, "Oh, look, you've so got to take take up racing, yeah. convince the field." And, yeah, so you could eventually blah, blah, blah. just caved yeah, so to the, just caved, caved into the it, pressure. Yeah, <laughs> that's and understandable. It did take me a few to get the get the hang of it, the mm. race tactics. But you enjoyed it. But I do, it. I do enjoy it. Mm. I'd say I still prefer my own longer rides. Mm. But it's a good but, mix it up sometimes. Yeah, because I remember speaking to you maybe earlier this year, and you would you'd said that you weren't you were getting a bit sort of disillusioned you weren't feeling you were getting frustrated with races yeah I, I was on a bad bad run of luck at the time yeah. and it all kind of came to a head yeah so I'll be honest my temperament never has been yeah yeah but also Some, sometimes that works in my favour I'd say competitively mm. but equally it can be yeah, a pretty but, big downfall yeah yeah I think you know when you're doing a if you're doing a if you're pushing yourself in a, a hunt like 300k rise or if you're pushing yourself out on a solo ride then it's all on you, and you know if you don't have the legs, you've no, you've no one to depend on. No, exactly, as well. and no one, no one to blame but yourself. And no one, wrong no either. one can let you down. So it's nice to be in control, and you know you, you kind of see the rewards of your own effort, as opposed to in a race, you can put in a lot of effort, but it's kind of it's, a, it's a shared effort. Yeah, even though you're even though you're competing against each other, it's not the the, the strongest doesn't always win. That's uh, that's the way it yeah, works. The smartest. Yeah, but also quite equally, you can be both you can be both strong and smart. But if you have bad luck or you're taken out in a crash, then yeah, yeah that's your race over. And when it happens several races in a row, especially yeah. in one you've really been looking forward to, um, yeah. like the race up in the North East, that was the first ever Nat A race, mm. and to only get 11 miles in, get taken out in a crash mm. that had nothing to do with you, that was like, yeah, that's, the, uh, that's, tough. that's where it came to a head. Yeah. Hmm. So, looking ahead, where do you, you know, where do you see your riding going? Well, I am hoping to move further up the categories. I'm still a Cat 2. Mm. And I had hoped this season to move up at least to a Cat 1. Mm. But so, you're, so you're motivated to move up in yeah. racing? Yeah. And you have other? do you have any other plans for sort of um, epic rides, might we say? More Everesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, next, next year I'm planning a route that involves Nidderdale, the Yorkshire Dales and the North Yorkshire Moors. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's hat-trick, of, hat-trick of my three favourites. Yeah, yeah. At least in the Yorkshire region, anyway. Mm. That's <laughs> truly and, uh, incredible. And just keeps a year after um, essential. Well, one based on South Pennines all the way up to the North Pennines, say Peak District, wow. right up to the Lake District. Yeah, that's just, uh, that's incredible. South to North. Mm, and and uh, I'll be I'll, I'll pick a day when it's a howling southerly breeze for that one I think. Yeah, just just out of interest actually, the, the amount of riding you rack up round the north of England is, is I'd say second to none. And where 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 do you where do you enjoy riding the most? You know, what do you think's the most? Uh, where are your favourite roads? 
It's a tough call, but I'd probably say the North Yorkshire most. Mm -hmm. Even though I do a lot more in Nidderdale and mm. the Yorkshire Dales. I guess they're a bit, a bit more local. So slightly too. more on my doorstep. So, mm. so the moors are, moors are your favourite? But yeah, the North Yorkshire moors. Are... Okay. Um, I think it, I, I put that down, partly down to having slightly more childhood memories mm -hmm. on that re in the Whitby region. Okay, yeah. Dating back to when I was like five and six. Mm. And you're also riding for, for work. You do, you're delivering your a, a, a bike courier. So, um, you know, how did you get into that as well? Well, at the time, I was just after a change of jobs. Mm. And you thought, so if I can ride my bike, then that'd be good. Mainly, mainly something I'd enjoy a lot more than retail work and mm. something that involved riding a bike. Yeah, you certainly... For a living. <laughs> you certainly strike me as someone who likes being outdoors and, you know, just getting active. So Yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare in harsh weathers, but... Mm. I guess... Character building. Yeah, and, you know, do you... You, you must just in, just love riding to, to you know to, to to be out there riding all you know serious number of hours a week just on just for career you know delivering and um, to top it off you know you're doing big rides on the uh, on the side or you know on the same day even for pleasure so you know you, you don't find when you've made it your job or when you started delivering um, on your bike you didn't find it took away the the love for riding at all no. No, a mate of mine who was also doing delivery at the time said it can take the fun mm. out of riding a bit. But mm. I, never I never found that. Mm. No, that's interesting. And um, I've probably been frustrated a few days when uh, I had to work. Yeah. That's when it was nice weather where I'd rather be out doing one of my own national park epics. But yeah, I guess that's uh, any miles are better than better than none. Yeah, yeah. So you know you. Just you started out on your own, lone wolf, jagger, and um, you must have a lot of cyclists when they start out they join join a cycle club pretty soon, and they get told I don't also get told what to do. But Fledged a bit, yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think it can be a bit clicky? Yeah. What say. what sort of things did you find out the hard way? And um, yeah, what sort of things? What kind of mistakes uh, do you made? You know, looking back, do you think? Well. Oh, my, my, my mechanical prowess yeah. was and still is pretty poor. Yeah. Like, I can barely even fix a puncture. <laughs> yeah. No word of a lie. That's amazing. So for, for someone that covers over 20,000 miles most years these days, that's... Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what kind of... Yeah, there's nothing else you feel like you learn the hard way and if you were giving advice to a... By... By people that coach... Mm. Uh, they've told me to structure my training a lot mm. more and in fairness I have done this year and okay. I have noticed a big difference so. mm. but do you sort of enjoy the fact that uh, their, their words exactly were you'll never hit your full potential yeah. of racing without a bit more structure to your yeah. training but to some extent do you enjoy the fact that you you didn't have anyone putting rules on you, telling you what to do when you started out. You did your yeah, own thing. You I did what you I wanted. I don't. I, I never mix well with that sort of thing to begin yeah, with. Yeah, you did what you wanted, and yeah. that must have been just like cycling is sort of freedom. And you know, when you can just yeah. you've got freedom the freedom. Personified. Yeah, when you can do what you want, that must be that must be really really good. Yeah. So, what advice? Like, would you even in my job, it's like you're your own boss. Yeah. No, that is cool. Yeah. 
and what advice would you give to someone you know starting out a young guy or uh, like a new novice cyclist what would you yeah if you could you could share some advice firstly uh, don't try to run before you can walk okay don't set the bar too high at first it's yeah test yourself but know where you stand mm. and don't be too disheartened if you okay. get say, dropped on a group ride with riders yeah. that are seasoned races. Yeah. yeah, I can remember the first time I rode a charity ride mm. and um, I rode alongside this lad who, who was already a big mile eater, not, not too dissimilar to what I am now. Yeah. And I thought I'd just easily be able to stick with him the whole ride. Mm. I didn't even have any water on me and it was 25 degrees in the middle of summer. <laughs> yeah. So we got like 40 miles in and mm. he just breezed away from me. Mm. So. And I, I, I already naively had myself down as a hitter. Mm. So that was a bit of a, that brought me down to earth, so to yeah. speak, so the hard way. You think you shouldn't compare yourself to yeah. others too much, but also don't don't think you're don't overrate yourself. Basically, you yeah. know, be humble and you know just uh, enjoy it. Yeah. And oh yeah. You you um you know if you could go back to when you first started riding again when you're just commuting, um, would you do anything differently? Would you have, you know would you have changed any? Anything you've done with your riding at all, or you, well, you uh, like when, I, when I first bought the BMC, it took me about five months to even get any proper cycling clothing. Yeah, for the start. And you think that was a so, that was yeah? I, I was out in out in the spring in three quarters and a t-shirt. Yeah, trainers, flat pedals. So no, you, no helmet. Yeah, you wish you bought that kit a bit yeah. a few months earlier. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I must have looked absolutely ridiculous <laughs> to the local club riders. <laughs> that being said, I was overtaken and passed Golden Acre Park with relative ease. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, yeah. I guess you wouldn't. Have, so you wouldn't. That have must just, have stung. Yeah, you wouldn't have done. Any of the riding, definitely. Just maybe, if, you know, yeah, some just, equipment. Um, yeah. Hmm, that's cool. And um, made, made more of an effort to improve my mechanical skills. Yeah. And so I don't have to beg for lifts at the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I get an untimely puncture. <laughs> no, that's um, that's cool. And you know, I'd like to ask you because it's uh, today is the World Championships road race in Yorkshire. You know, yeah, I, don't, I don't envy him today. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a brutal, brutal course and brutal weather. Uh, the course has been, no pun intended, watered down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> They've cut butter tubs out of the equation, and <laughs> rightfully so. Due to bad <laughs> weather. Grinton Moor. <laughs> yeah. Given the last time it rained like this, Grinton Moor literally fell apart. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and it's a bit gutted, but it's the right call. Mm. But are you enjoying the worlds here in Yorkshire, the, the atmosphere and the... You think it's good the for cycling? Yeah, yeah. So, so some of the results, not so much. I, mm. I think that Dutchman yeah. the other day was, I think that was a day like robbery. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I have seen the footage of him drafting to get back on, but... Even so, you yeah, if you're going to DQ him, get him out of the race before yeah. he can influence the sprint finish. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And uh, I'd read to think how he felt after receiving that yeah. news when when he'd crossed the line with his hands in the air just minutes earlier. Mm. And do you have any, I don't know, you know, do you have any dreams that you want to you wanna push on to in cycling? Or you just kind of want to see how it goes and, you know, take each day as it comes? 
Take it as it comes, I'd say, but win a few Nat B's and even Nat A's, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you should, and you know, you've got to think, babe, push yourself. Yeah. For sure. That's, that's cool. I know the potential's there. I'm still on a learning curve as far as race tactics go and preparation, but yeah. I've made big steps this year, and when the form has been there, I've mixed it with some of the best yeah. local races around. Yeah, yeah. And... You're still quite young. How how old are you? Twenty-eight. Yeah, so you still got a fair few years really of racing. Yeah, my, my mentor Tom Denwood. Yeah. Got his elite license at forty-three. There you go. So if that, if that, that's not inspiration. Yeah. No, that's that's really true. And in fact, he's only been doing British cycling races a couple of seasons longer than I have. Okay, interesting. And would you say he's like a mentor figure or? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. And, and uh, some of his tips, even during the actual races, mm. have helped a lot. Yeah, that must have been yeah. invaluable. And do you... Something I'd like to know, just on a maybe a personal level, is you seem to be... You, you got a, you, Just the amount of riding you're doing, and the big rides, you have to stop for a coffee or two in, around uh, Yorkshire Dales. And yeah. <laughs> where, uh, where's the best cafe around, around here, Mark? You, you visited Ooh, um, a lot, so where's it, if you had to give a, a, a couple... In Easingwold, it's the Curious Table, mm-hmm. so and there's one or two other cafes in Easingwold that are very good, but mm. the Curious Table takes it for me there, chilli and chips are second to none. Okay. Proper home-cooked chips. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's uh, something I'd like to know, so I'll have to go to taste them for myself yeah. if I want to <laughs> fuel a big ride. I've, I've, shared, I've shared a few pictures of them. Yeah, for sure. And... You know the big riding you're doing. How do you how do you feel that stuff? That's you know it must be serious undertaking. Yeah, people comment that I don't seem to eat a right lot on rides. Mm. Although these people have only really been with me on fifty milers. Yeah. The, the prologue Wednesday rides I do a lot. Yeah. I always make sure I've had a very big breakfast before setting off, mm. and that does make a big difference. Like yeah. Long. A thousand. 1500 calories before the ride and yeah, even yeah. going at a fair pace mm. but you're, just, a lo- you're a long way into the ride before you feel the hum- Hunger Games catching up yeah for sure even on Yorkshire terrain yeah but how do you um, just the amount of riding you're doing some weeks so you, you know how do you feel doing 30 or 40 hours on, you know, on the bike you're just trying to get everything in or have you got you know yeah do you, do you follow a certain diet or is it just lots <laughs> The cafe stops or shop stops are normally pre-planned, much like my efforts. Mm. I know exactly where they all are on the route and how I should be feeling when I get to them. And do you have any... Sometimes the Hunger Games catch up to me a bit sooner than I thought. Yeah. And do you have any particular foods that are a good, good fuel or just anything goes... Lots of carbohydrates, lots of protein, mm-hmm. baked beans, eggs, mm. pasta. Mm. Good so cycle though, pa- Pasta more for recovery, I'd say, okay. than on the go. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And, um, yeah, just, uh, I'd like to say thanks for, for coming on the podcast, really, you know, you've been... Is, have you got any other advice you'd like to share with the readers, listeners even? <laughs> well, reflecting on what I said earlier, don't compare yourself 
too much to others. Mm. And if it does go against you, which it will, mm. and, um, don't get too disheartened. Yeah. No, it's really yeah, good advice. Stay upbeat, look on the bright side. Life's too short to yeah. uh, to overthink uh, it. I know, I know this is going to sound very rich coming from me, but yeah, don't, stay upbeat and don't get too disheartened if things go against you. Mm. There's going to be far more battles lost than won yeah. if you do take it up competitively. That's true. Um, you've just got to accept that and appreciate the wins that much more when they come along. Okay, cheers. This has been great, Mark. I really want to say thanks for coming on the pod. And... Uh, I look forward to um, seeing your incredible exploits, inspirational riding over the coming years. All right, thanks very much. Thanks, James.